I'm Enoch Fossum. And I'm Austin Ivey. And you're listening to the What About Therapy Podcast. Mm-hmm. What about therapy? All right. Welcome back. I'm saying that to us because we missed last week. That's my <laughs> fault. I, um, I moved last week to a new place. Woo. From our dungeon basement that we loved, but it was a hard time. To a new place with two bathrooms and windows. Ah. Uh. So. It's great. <laughs> Everything that a man needs. And we got to decorate one of, one of the bathrooms Star Wars themed. Did you finish it? It's getting there. It's about like 90% of what I would want. But Did you put the centerpiece in? Centerpiece, the, oh yeah, the yeah. TIE fighter. Oh yeah. It's yeah. on the, there's like a cabinet that we put above the toilet and um, it's sitting right inside. Sweet. <laughs> it looks awesome. Let's go. I'm excited about it. You got to put LEDs inside of the. Oh, <laughs> it's actually a really good the idea. shelf, you know? I didn't even think about that. It'd be sick. I'm doing that now. <laughs> All right. Anyways. <laughs> well, today we're actually bringing Tony Robbins on the show. Yeah. Through an article. He's not really here. I wish. <laughs> Maybe one day. I'm sure we'll get him on the show one day. It'd be cool. I'm not. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. We do have special guests coming in a couple weeks, though, so watch out for that. <laughs> we're excited. His name might also be Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Just bald. We're bringing several Tonys on the, on the podcast. Yeah, and it's because it's spooky season today, we're spooky. bringing Tony in to Tony Robbins to, um, <laughs> to help us overcome spooky season. And the spookiest thing of all, fear of failure, fear of our goals. So, I mean, the main topic of the episode today is um, overcoming fear, but more specifically, fears that you can't really touch or see. Because, I mean, there's fear of like clowns, spiders, and stuff like that. We're talking a little bit more, less Halloween-y and more, I don't know existential <laughs> yeah i don't know but um yeah that's that's the we thought like because halloween's next week by the time this releases it'll be like a week away from halloween a little bit less than a week from halloween right halloween's on monday so today's tuesday so halloween's soon coming so up. halloween's in six days yeah yeah we thought it'd be fun to do a fear based episode fear. a fear-based episode <laughs> <laughs> and i'm off my groove today we're gonna yeah we're gonna scare you into being not scared yeah exactly we're gonna force yeah. you to not be scared anymore <laughs> that's exactly what we're gonna do <laughs> yeah but so, yeah that's our topic today yeah so let's start and this is from an article from tony robbins.com which you look at that called how to overcome fear and we're gonna put this in, down in the description as well if you want to read it as always so first let's talk about the psychology behind overcoming fear and i'll just read this section here so learning how to overcome fear and anxiety can be intimidating, be an intimidating prospect if you don't understand the me- mechanisms behind them. Before you berate yourself for feeling afraid, and this could be afraid of clowns, afraid of the headless horseman, yeah, any type of fear. Before you berate yourself for feeling afraid, recognize that fear is a normal evolutionary response. Although it may not feel like it in the moment, your body and brain are communicating with you. When you learn to read the signals, conquering fear comes naturally. So it first starts off with understanding that fear is a completely normal thing. If you do see a headless horseman, it makes you a little spooked. That's okay. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid. You see, uh, I don't know what kind of crazy costumes you see on Halloween. Oh, goodness. A bunch of stuff. What's, <laughs> the, what's the one? Like the scream with the blood running down. Oh, the... Uh... It's from the movie Scream. That's all I know it from. But yeah, I don't know the name of that. Like a ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. <laughs> see like Freddy Krueger's. You see the 
Um, Chucky's. Chucky's, zombies, anything undead, anything bloody. Yeah. A lot of scantily clad people as well. That's not so scary. Yeah. Um, I guess it could be, depending on the circumstances. But yeah, all types of scary stuff that elicits some type of like fear response. And like Enoch said, it's built into our biology to, to be afraid. Because it's like most other things that we don't like, like anxiety, fear, even hunger, it's meant to protect us, right? It's a, it's a cue, it's a, it's an alert that something is wrong or something is dangerous, right? And that's, I mean, that's the signal that our brain's sending us when we get scared that um, there's something that we need to be aware of that could cause damage. And so for yeah. things like, I mean, a spider, that makes sense. Spider, if it's poisonous, it could hurt you. Snakes, clowns, I mean, we know serial killers that have been dressed up as clowns, but a lot of things like that we get scared of, I mean, it makes sense that people are scared of dogs because, I mean for a lot of different reasons because they could hurt you. Right. And so, yeah. um, it's, it's to protect you, but then we get into things like less physical objects and like yeah. we've into fear of goals, fear of success, fear of failure. Um, we take that same, I don't know, the same mechanism to protect ourselves, but then it goes into what we talked about before of it being almost too helpful and it yeah. prevents us to prevents us from achieving our goals and living our values. Yeah. So there are four types of fear that we're going to talk about here. The first one is physical fear. And so this is a real question. Are you more afraid of snakes or spiders? Um, I had a pet snake growing up. So I'm actually not too afraid of snakes as long as the context is correct. Like if I get surprised by one. Yeah. But like going to the zoo and stuff like that, like, yeah, it's kind of cool. But spiders never. So mm-hmm. would you rather be surprised by a snake or a spider? Snake for sure. Okay. Yeah. Because then you can keep track of it easier. You know, right. like it's, it's yeah. there. It's like hard to lose it but spider yeah. man they're elusive and they, they disappear yeah and they're just disgusting so yeah. yeah i agree i'm a definitely more afraid of spiders than i am snakes yes i have huge physical fear towards yeah towards spiders yeah the other night i was laying down on my bed and annie my wife's like don't move there's a spider <laughs> oh no <laughs> there's a spider on the pillow oh the one next to the one i was laying on i was like it's disgusting oh it's, it's just like a house spider like nothing crazy but still gross and scary no way so physical fear that's usually what we tend to think of when someone says fear we think of clowns spiders snakes heights Heights. oh whoa that was really insane (laughs) (laughs) um the dark just things like that things that could be dangerous things that could hurt us that make sense yeah and i mean that one makes does make a lot of sense right as to why that has evolved and where it came from because i Mm. mean go back to the old days when we had to protect ourselves from saber-toothed tigers and bigger animals that could kill us, like that makes sense why we would be afraid of physical things like that. It's built into our, like the most basic forms of like any living thing. Every living thing is like hardwired to be like quote unquote afraid. That's the word we want to give it. It's more of like yeah. a, an alert system to say that you're in danger from something like, I mean, afraid of heights, you could fall. Right. So your brain's telling you don't go over the edge, you know, don't, yeah, don't fall off. So yeah, it all makes sense because it's, it's built into our DNA as a, as a fail safe. Stay away from that tiger. Stay away from that snake. Right. But then we get into things like, um, anxiety. And I like how Tony Robbins explained this is as, um, anxiety is long-term fear. So fear that like, I guess goes across time and it's typically focused on something as he says in the future rather than the present and that turns into disorders and leads into a lot of long-term health complications mm-hmm. beyond just like mental health complications, but that can translate into physical health complications as well. And so it's basically like he says, if that fear of 
snakes, that fear of spiders or that fear of something is long-term constant. Like, I mean, like a phobia, right? Where it's incessant and it happens inappropriately almost where that turns into an anxiety. So there's a stark difference between just feeling anxious and feeling fear because anxiety tends to have more long-term consequences and it's more long-term in its, in its scope. Yeah. Then there's fear of uncertainty. And this can also, you can make the argument, this could go into the fear of anxiety as well. Because uncertainty is just the fear of not having your needs met in the future. Whether that be, could be food, shelter. What if you don't have a job in a year or a week tomorrow? Just uncertainty like that. And so that can cause a lot of anxiety. So... Yeah, I'll just jump right into the last one here. Fear of failure. I think this is a really common one for, I mean, literally everyone. We've all, if you haven't yet, then I'm sure you will in the future experience fear of failure mm-hmm. and being afraid that you won't be good enough for either, again, a job or to find a spouse or... Oh, yeah, <laughs> just like that, Zuko. Zuko tried little... to say something too. <laughs> He's... <laughs> Filling in what you were going to say. Yeah, fear yeah. that he won't get a treat when he goes potty. <laughs> you know, fears of, I guess that's uncertainty, but. That is, a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of ways to to say that we could overcome fear. Um, there's a great list here on this website from this article that we're going to go through next. Um, but conquering fear is, is hard to do. And whether it be a physical fear of like overcoming a phobia or overcoming that fear of failure, the fear of, fear of uncertainty, what Enoch was talking about. Um, but it takes practice, it takes work, and it takes understanding and overcoming yourself, basically. So the first one that it lists inside of the, the article here is just identifying what your fears are and fully understanding what you're actually afraid of. And just the first couple sentences, it says here, learning how to overcome fear is much like problem solving, challenge, problem solving challenge and what you must identify the challenge in order to overcome it. What is it that you're afraid of? Sit quietly for a few minutes and observe your thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations. Write down what comes up and be as specific as you can. So, I mean, you can't fix a problem unless you know what the problem is. Like, if you mm-hmm. think about this from like a um, like an actual physical health perspective, right? Like, if you you know you aren't feeling well, like you have a stomach ache or you have a headache, you can't fix the issue unless you know what the issue is. Am I, do I have a headache because I'm dehydrated? Do I have a headache because I have a brain tumor? Do I have a headache because I'm clenching my jaw too much? You need to pinpoint what the source is in order to, to fix it. And it's the same thing with fear. You could be feeling the symptoms and sensations of fear, but if you don't know what you're afraid of, you'll never be able to fix it. So that's a really good first step. You can't do anything else in these next nine things unless you know what you're afraid of first. So yeah. take the time to be mindful of what's really scaring you. Yeah, identify. Okay, the second here, the second thing you can do here to overcome fear is, is recognize that fear can work to your advantage. So... We tend to think of fear as a bad thing whenever we're afraid of something. However, if you look at it in the context of your body is just trying to tell you something, it can be and is a good thing. And so are you too stressed at work? Are you anxious about something that might happen in the future? I don't know, things like that. So rather than avoiding fear, we need to learn to lean into our fear, to lean into our anxiety and try and listen to our body and what it's trying to tell you. Because most of the time, if you're feeling really anxious, or if you're feeling afraid, then 
for me anyway, I see that as my body saying that something is out of balance in my mm. like day-to-day life or in my thoughts or in my needs or whatever it is. And so if I feel anxiety, maybe I've sat down too long. I need to raise my dopamine. So stand up, go for a walk, go to the gym and then come back. And my anxiety or that fear is gone. I'm not saying that obviously when you go to the gym, then your fears are going to be gone. Yeah. You know, whatever you could have a fear of going to the gym. That wouldn't be very helpful, (laughs) (laughs) but you get what I'm saying. So lean into that fear, lean into that anxiety and just do a little personal progress check on yourself, a personal check, see what's going on and meet that need, whatever it is. And then not saying that will immediately get rid of your fear or anxiety, but it will help for sure. Yeah. And that kind of leads into number number three is it says sit with your fears. Um, I think very often, I mean, rightfully so, the first instinct is to run from the fear. So like mm-hmm. if it was a snake, you you run away from it because you want to get away from the snake so it doesn't bite you. I mean, physical fears, that makes sense, right? So this doesn't necessarily apply always unless you're going through some type of professional um, exposure therapy with a therapist where you're being exposed to things maybe like it's a snake. But when it comes to fear of failure, uncertainty, anxiety, stuff like that, sitting with that is very important when it comes to overcoming it because it helps you understand it. So the last two things, understanding its advantages and understanding its its source, the the full scope of what it is. Um, But it also prevents you from dipping into coping strategies when you actually can just sit with your fear because very often to overcome, well not overcome, but to run from these like existential fears, these untangible fears, we use coping mechanisms such as like, I mean, drinking, eating junk food, um, just overall avoidance, video games. Everyone has a different thing, right? Yeah. So learning how to sit with it gives you the opportunity to hear what it's actually saying. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really like what it says right here in the article that there are, says that there are times for action and times for reflection. Acting too quickly to overcome your fear can lead to behaviors that do harm, more harm than good, like reaching for a drink, indulging in comfort food, or even repressing the feeling entirely. Next time you feel fearful, do nothing, which is almost counterproductive, but it's not. Yeah. And it goes on to say, sit with your fears for a few minutes. Think about it. What is the root cause? Is it fear of uncertainty, fear of, fear of failure? What is the story that you tell yourself of why you can't overcome this fear? Mm. So it's a huge proponent of acceptance and commitment therapy oh. is to <laughs> is to um to let your feelings come, stay, and go as they please. So you can um, avoid the the struggle with them, of course. So you can avoid the struggle with your fear and allow them just to exp- to be as they are. So you can fully comprehend what they are. Yeah, and you can observe them almost like a. I love what Russ Harris says in his books. He calls um, being he calls it being like an emotion scientist so mm-hmm. like how or emotion um biologist or something like that because he used this analogy of these guys going to the plains of africa and just observing like the lions and the the elephants and the wildebeests and just watching it from far away and like watching every move recording it oh that's so cool and yeah, with curiosity with curiosity like they, yeah. why are they doing this thing what's driving them to to do this action or to do this um to migrate like this um taking notes and being very careful about learning about what is going on here. And it's the same thing with your emotions. You can be an emotion scientist for yourself. You can observe yourself the same way a scientist or biologist would observe the migratory patterns of wildebeests Mm -hmm. with curiosity and with the intent to learn and do the same thing with sitting with your fears, with the intent to learn the same way that um, you would as a scientist in the plains of Africa. Yeah. I mean, rather than being judgmental, be curious. And ask, hmm, why am I thinking this right now? Or 
hmm, why am I afraid right now? Why mm -hmm. am I feeling all this anxiety? And I'm about to go into this haunted house, <laughs> Nightmare on 13th in Salt Lake. That's spooky. That one's scary. It is scary. Yeah, Fear Factory. That yeah. one's scary too. Ooh, spooky. Never been there. That one's bad. I don't like getting scared, so I try and avoid those things. Me too. My wife, my wife really likes. I don't like getting paid to get scared. Yeah. <laughs> or, or paying someone paying to get scared. especially a lot of money. Like you yeah. pay a lot of money to go to yeah. those places and just. I'll get scared. paid to do it though. I would pay to. I would. I would get paid to scare people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, sit with your fear, <laughs> and be curious about them rather than judgmental. The fourth one here is create goals that are musts. And this goes along with acceptance and commitment therapy once again. Mm -hmm. So think to yourself, what, who, who is the person, who do you want to become while you're on this earth in the short time you have? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? How do you want to act? How do you want to speak with others? And think about those things and make those musts is what tony robbins calls them or as we would call them not right zuko, zuko. <laughs> <laughs> we call them values mm -hmm. right so identify your values and work towards them and when fear comes up hey that's okay fear is here fear is normal it's natural that doesn't mean that it needs to stop you from progressing to your values and your values need to be musts and continue to work towards them. Yeah, and I, I really love drawing the the analogy with Inside Out. We always use Inside Out as an analogy, but yeah, we watch in that movie what happens when Joy tries to prevent sadness from doing her thing. Mm -hmm. Everything goes to crap. Mm -hmm. um, the whole system falls apart because you're trying to avoid a key part of what a person is, and fear is one of those people in that movie. So if we were to do the same thing with our fears, um, a similar thing would happen. Everything yeah. would fall apart because we're trying to avoid a key part of who we are. We're afraid of this thing and that's okay, but let's learn what it is and let's learn how to overcome it. So um, allow it to yourself to create goals that are the most important to you. And that's a good way to, to get started too. You don't have to do everything. Just right. do the things that are must, the most important goals that are right. aligned with your values. The next one is recognizing excuses. So what is your butt? What's your big butt? Um, what's your thing preventing you from overcoming the fear? I, um, I love this quote here that says, it's just at the beginning of the, the paragraph here, fear makes you put things off. I'm really tired. I have other stuff to do. It's a dumb idea anyway. These excuses probably sound familiar, don't they? You've probably said this out loud to yourself once or twice. Think about it. Is there any truth to these statements or are you constructing excuses to avoid potential failure? So what really is the meaning behind your excuse? Is it really to protect yourself? like in a legitimate way, if it was an actual physical fear or are you just putting off or procrastinating because you're afraid of the outcome of what you would do. If you're afraid of public speaking or afraid of starting school or starting a new job, so you keep avoiding it or you're making an excuse for yourself not to do it. Um, is it because you really have a legitimate excuse for it that really is protecting you? Or is it because you just don't want to face the, face the demon, face the dragon, I mm -hmm. guess. You really don't want to put the energy into doing so. So writing, I love writing, I love journaling. I think it's a great thing. Um, so along with the other suggestions here, be mindful of the excuses you have and, and write them down as they as they come through. Actually physically write them down on a piece of paper or text it out on your notes on your phone so that way you can actually quantify what you're saying to yourself rather than just thinking it to yourself. So that's yeah. a good way to understand what your excuses are to actually write them down 
so you can see just how bull they really are or how, how legit they actually are. Right. It's a good way to understand them. And I mean, you can write them down and then physically crumple up the paper, throw it away, burn it, flush it down the toilet. Probably not. It's not good for the environment. <laughs> but throw it away, recycle it, and literally show that physical manifestation of you throwing away that excuse mm-hmm. and then going out towards your goals and towards your values. That seems silly, but it's actually very helpful with like yeah. making changes in your life. Right. It's fun activity. Mm-hmm. Okay, number six is surround yourself with success. Tony Robbins is huge on this. He says proximity is power. So you want to surround yourself with people that have the same values, goals as you. And if you're around people all the time that are constantly afraid of everything or they are always making excuses and they don't want to go out and do anything, then they're the influence that's that you're taking in, whether you realize it or not. And so... Just surround yourself with people that you love, honestly, and people that want to see you succeed, especially when it comes to fear. Because if they really love you and if they really care for you, then that's something that they're going to do their best to help you overcome if that's something mm-hmm. that, you're, that you're open about and overcoming either anxiety, stress, uh, physical failures, fear of clowns, spiders, headless horsemen, things like that. And so surround yourself with people. Tony Robbins says, surround yourself with people who are successful. I say, surround yourself with people who just love you and really care for you because both of those situations are going to put you in really just helpful opportunities and situations. Yeah, make that two-way relationship where you care for them, they care for you, and build that um, pattern of of continuing support. Um, The next one here is adopting a growth mindset this comes from the idea oh go listen to austin's episode episode four it's like one of my first episodes on this i think it was podcast. four yeah it was my first one on this your podcast. first one yep. um dr carol dweck is the the founder i guess of this idea of a fixed versus growth mindsets for those who haven't listened to episode four or don't know what this is <laughs> a fixed mindset basically people or if you have the the thought process of i'm good at this thing this thing only i'll never be good at anything else it's just the way i am this is how things are the way, this is the way things are supposed to be. That type of mindset, very common. Most people will think that at one time or another. Growth mindset is, um, it'd be phrases like, um, I'll give it a shot. I, I could do this. I'll, I'll, um, I'll look into it. Stuff like that. It's the idea that you can change, that you aren't the way you, the way that you are and are unchangeable. Mm-hmm. it's understanding you have immutable characteristics, things about you that make you who you are, but also understanding that you're not determined and destined to be that way your whole life. And so a fixed mindset with fear is thinking, I'll always be afraid of this. I, I'm just afraid of spiders. I've always just been really afraid of public speaking. I've always just been afraid of relationships. And that's just the way that I am. I'll deal with that the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. A growth mindset, the way that I understand it, I'm sure the way that Tony's putting it in this article is changing the way that you look at things as, yeah, I am this way. I've always been this way, but that doesn't mean I always have to be this way and I can make a change. And I, I'm sure we could find something in the article here, but for you, that would be not always falling into the same thought pattern of it is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way for acceptance, but it needs to go beyond that as I, I can change if I want to, because everyone has the ability to have a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. I mean, fixed mindset isn't necessarily a bad thing. The best athletes in the world typically have a fixed mindset. That's something that is in Carol Dweck's book. Like Michael Jordan, for instance, LeBron James, really fixed mindset on playing basketball, right? 
this is what I'm really good at. I really focus on it. But even then, you need to adopt a growth mindset. So if (laughs) failure creeps in and something happens, you'll know that that's just part of the process. Mm -hmm. So fixed mindset is very focused on if I'm bad at something, that means I shouldn't do it. Growth mindset is if I'm bad at something, that means I need to work harder at it. Right. So adopt that type of mindset where if you your fear of something, that doesn't mean you have to avoid it. That means you need, probably need to lean into it more. Yeah. That's the difference between those yeah. two things. Yeah. And growth mindset also means focusing on things that you, you can actually control rather than it doesn't mean always accepting things that may not be out of your control. Yeah. Like, I can fix that, you know, like ending world hunger. Yeah. As cool as that would be. And that's actually one thing that Tony Robbins is huge on on trying to end big problems like that Mm -hmm. as cool as that would be that's out of your control right now anyway most likely not saying it won't be or it won't be ever uh, in your control which it could be um but focus on things that are in your control that are in your circle of influence and then everything else will seem to will take care of itself okay number eight find valuable insight in pain and this goes back to what was it Two. is to find meaning in it yeah yeah so find valuable inside and pain tony robbins i don't know i don't think tony robbins actually wrote this article someone else did but so no one likes pain the article says most of us go great lengths to avoid it but pain is a profound teacher if you accept that your life and your efforts to achieve your goals will be painful at times painful experiences become opportunities for growth and so again this is really just saying lean in towards the pain go towards it because like austin literally just said if you're feeling uncomfortable around a certain area then that's probably a sign that you need to lean into it and to go towards it rather than run away and do the old run-of-the-mill regular thing day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. you know we're meant to grow you're meant to grow you're not meant to just sit there and play video games all day although that would be awesome. There are pro that. gamers out there. <laughs> if you're a pro gamer, go you. But you get what I'm saying. You're not you're not meant to just be stagnant and be regular, I guess I should say. Like you're all you have so much potential and you're meant to do amazing things. And so when you're feeling afraid, when you're feeling uncomfortable, go towards it yeah. and find the value in that pain. Yeah. Next one here is visualizing your goals. And so this could be literally and it could be more metaphorical, but I remember playing football in the good old days. Like I had a lot of coaches, a lot of different coaches. I can't remember who told me to do this, but I had a coach tell me to visualize every aspect of my game. And like he said, go home tonight. But it would be like night before the game. I think I was in high school. It would be like Thursday. Like tonight, go home visualize the first play of the game visualize what you're going to do first on the field and the nights i did that like i felt so much more prepared and this is so anecdotal so Mm -hmm. nuanced but um i feel for me i've found that it works to actually visualize you doing something so for instance if you are afraid of public speaking visualize yourself and like you do need to actually public speak like you actually need to go out give a presentation at work give a presentation at school whatever it is lead a meeting um, visualize yourself doing that, what you would like yourself to look if you were successful in doing so. Mm-hmm. And that's called imagery training. It's very effective. It's been proven to be very effective. And I've shown it, I've seen it in myself where it actually works. If you don't find yourself finding value in doing that, or it just doesn't work, or you don't have a, 
easy time actually visualizing within your mind what things would look like. Again, try writing, writing it down, yeah. how you would like things to, to go, what you think you would like to say. Um, that takes a lot of work and time to, to sit down and get a pen and paper and write things down. But um, you can't argue with um, science and the, the facts show that um, writing in that way and visualization does help with overcoming fears and achieving goals. So try writing out how you would like things to go, create a plan, maybe a flow chart. Of, <laughs> this is how yeah. it's going to go. This is how I want it to go into my best ability. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. So that's, that's a good way to start too. Yeah. I mean, that's the, really the first step in actually making it physically real, right? Mm -hmm. Is you first visualize it. That's how you create something. The first step is visualize it, see what you want and then start to create it, whether that be in your mind or on paper, however you want to do that. Humans are so cool too. Like yeah. I could say to you, visualize and think about what your favorite ice cream flavor tastes like. Mm -hmm. And you could think of that and you'd have an idea of what that tastes like. Yeah. Or I could say, think in your mind of your favorite scene in your favorite movie I'm doing right now. I can see that in my mind. Humans Is it, uh, Star Wars Episode Five. It's actually Interstellar. Thirty-five minutes in. Oh, <laughs> it's the scene where they're spinning and he has to like match the. Have you seen Interstellar? Oh yeah, yeah. It's so, like when they're like he's spinning it to match it perfectly. And that's then, really like, your favorite scene. I love that scene. I think it's so cool. <laughs> cool. Like the music is so intense. Yeah, it is. It's really. That's probably my actually. favorite movie scene. Um, like when it comes to like. Anyways, I can see that in my mind right yeah. now if I close my eyes and do that. Hear the music. Yeah, I know that a lot of people like, and I think actually biologically some people don't have the ability to do that as easy, but. I mean, our brains are super, our brains are super computers and we can do that right. really easily. So try it out, practice visualizing because even that takes practice. So yeah. there you go. Last, but definitely not least, number 10, realize that you're going to fail. And you can just, it, this is again, a big part in acceptance and commitment therapy. This is the acceptance part. Accept that you're going to a haunted house and you're going to be scared. Mm -hmm. Accept it. So what? You're going to be scared. There's no point in struggling with that. <laughs> nope. It's going to make things worse. Nope. If you're going to try and do a tug of war with the fear monster, you're going to lose. Yeah. And you're just going to exhaust <laughs> to yourself. And so you might as well accept it and at least try to have fun. <laughs> yeah. You're going in a haunted house. You're not going to get hurt. And you're going to be scared. Yeah. And it's going to be a, a big old hoot. But... On the other aspect of things, if you're going to give a presentation, if you're going to try and work towards your goals or do whatever, realize that, sure, you may stutter, you may mess up a word. You're human. That's okay. That doesn't mean you're a failure. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't go towards your goals just because there's a chance to fail. In fact, that should motivate you, get you pumped that, yeah, I'm going to fail, but I'm going to do this until I actually get it right. Mm -hmm. Because you can and you will. You can get up as many times as you need and do whatever you need to do to achieve whatever you want because it's possible. And we just need to lean into our fears, realize that you're going to fail, accept it, and keep going. And I promise you from there you're going to achieve whatever it is that you want. If you want to go to a haunted house for the first time because you've never gone, then do it. Hmm. What's the worst that could happen? Start imagining it. Imagine yourself scared crapless <laughs> yeah that's super scared uh, and then just keep going don't let it stop you it's just dropping the struggle we talked about that with russ russ, russ harris russ harris russ harris's books that dropping that that struggle with what we're afraid of and what we like fear 
Yoda quote, you have to let go of what you fear to lose. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you, you do. You do have to learn to drop that rope with the with the with the struggle monster is it the struggle monster is that what you called it fear monster the fear monster struggle yeah. monster could be good yeah, too same thing. drop that drop the rope let go like unclench your fists drop your fists yeah set up a lawn chair and just be there mm-hmm. instead of going down to join in with the battle set up your lawn chair and watch it from far away it's still happening it's still going on you're just observing it rather than participating in it so yeah don't go into the haunted house expecting to not be afraid. Go in, like you said, you will be afraid. And then that, that gets rid of that, I don't know, the, the fear of the fear. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I feel about it. That's for me when I've gone to haunted houses, even before I knew acceptance and commitment therapy, I was kind of putting this into action. Like the last time I went, I knew going in that I was going to be scared crapless. Right. But when I accepted that, I I wasn't afraid. I just, it was almost like the veil was dropped and this could just be for me, Yeah. but the veil was dropped and I laughed more than I was scared. I don't even remember being afraid. I just laughed more and had more fun. Yeah. And for the first time I saw white people like haunted houses, <laughs> still don't, <laughs> still don't. But I just, I don't know it. I like the analogy of unclenching your fists Yeah. because it just takes that, like the pain out of it, the struggle of like, yeah. it kind of hurts to clench your fists. You know, if you do it really hard or when you clench your jaw really hard, mm. that's a good analogy of, of what that's like is just. <sighs> okay, this is going to happen. Let's just let it happen. Yeah. And it's, uh, I'll just stop there because I could go ramble on for a long <laughs> time. But yeah, just unclench your fists and yeah. let it happen. Cool. Well, I hope you learned something new. This Halloween, lean into your fears. Go to a darn haunted house. Uh, go ask the girl out. Go ask the boy out you want to ask out. Lean into those fears and you're going to do great. Because the worst thing that could happen is that you don't do anything. There you go. (laughs) Well, again, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, go ahead, leave us a review. Hit that like button. Hit that star. Smash the like button. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and subscribe. And we will talk to you Thursday. Peace. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy?